0: Hello dear friends, it's Carly and welcome to another episode of the I Learned Podcast. So glad you're here. So, so glad I'm here. I love this space, as you know, and today, like so many other days, I am coming into this space for the pure joy of flowing energy like this. As in, I don't really have anything planned to say, but it always, I mean, I say that at the beginning of an episode and then, you know, 45 minutes later, it's like, okay, thanks again for listening. Yeah. It's, it, there doesn't have to be anything planned for, for you to open your mouth and something to come out sometimes. So that feels like where I am. And typically I get to this place by, really soaking in the good feeling energies in my morning time, in my morning self-care practice, where I journal and draw tarot cards and listen to fun content. Like this morning, I uh, I listened for several hours to uh, The Custodians, a book by Dolores Cannon. If you are ready to have your mind stretched beyond, uh, beyond, we'll just leave it at beyond. Um, I highly recommend literally any of Dolores Cannon's books. Um, I think the three waves of volunteers and the new earth is a fun place to start. If you do want a recommendation on where to start, if you're new to Dolores Cannon material, uh, it is such, oh, if, like I said, if you like your brain stretched and twisted and (laughs) like, expanded and exploded and imploded sometimes. Um, Holy moly, like, every single one of her books is just packed with far out stuff. And I think to really get it, you kind of got to listen to it for yourself and see what you think. But I've gotten through a handful of her books, and I'll probably listen to all of them eventually. It's just another one of those examples of you know, one bite at a time, and this morning was very satisfying uh, to listen to that and the journaling that it kind of prompted and just fueled alongside. Like they kind of run parallel. Like I'm taking in this information on the audiobook, like as I'm listening to it, and then I'm also making a gratitude list mostly, and then that leads to the. I'm gonna call it like a daydream. That's probably the best, best word for it. And I'm just going to tell you what happened and, you know, you can make of it whatever you want, but like, I'm going to say this is part of the manifesting process because in this quote unquote daydream, it was like experiencing this reality that I really want, and have wanted and have thought about many times just for fun. Like there's nothing riding on it. It, I don't need it to happen. I just, I I've seen it happen so many times and I think it would be really fun. And today it was like a full blown interaction, like conversation daydream of this moment that I want to happen of it actually happening. And like, I, (laughs) so anyways, let me, maybe I just tell the story. Um, so my daydream is of getting to meet and talk to Karen Kilgariff, which, I mean, don't ask me how the universe puts a random person in front of you and says, like, hey, here, this person. But that's what happened because my friend listened to their podcast for, like, a couple of years before I met the friend, and then she told me about it because she loved it, and I listened one time and was instant hooked. And I love both Karen and Georgia, but there's something about Karen that I just feel like I resonate with her on a soul level. And, you know, I resonate on a soul level with lots of people and I never really thought much about it. But when I started my podcast and really especially these last like four or five months, I started having the vision of Karen recommending this podcast on her podcast, which is called My Favorite Murder. I should say one of her podcasts is called My Favorite Murder. And <laughs> that vision, like, every time I have it, it feels amazing, obviously, like, to to hear that, like, she likes my podcast, and she listens, and she takes it in and enjoys it enough to tell her people, like, hey, you might like this. Oh, my gosh, like, seeing her recommending my podcast, it feels like this, I don't know, this this manifestation that I really want. And it's crystal clear. And I have the vision, I mean, like a handful of times these last several months. And today, the daydream part of it was like, it was like a full blown conversation of like getting to meet her in person and I can like her energy is standing right in front of me. And we have this beautiful conversation where like I just I want to like I do with everybody. I want to open my toolbox and I want to share with her everything I know, anything that I feel could personally help her. Um, I just want to share the abundance of resources that I've gathered. And for whatever reason, it's like hyper-focused towards her. And this morning after I've, you know, done, I don't know, several hours, at least three uh, of morning time, I was feeling so good, just like so held and supported by the universe, like just not even protected, like protection isn't even necessary. Like, there's just this well-being wrapped around my being that is Im- impenetrable if that if i'm saying that right um oh my god i just felt so good and then that led to again seeing the vision of karen but this time it wasn't her recommending my podcast, it was me making a YouTube video for her. That was a reading of her natal chart and her human design chart. Like as if I had gotten the chance to like sit down with her and share this information with her. I was like, you know what? I'll just make a YouTube video and send it to her. And if, you know, for whatever reason, she happens to watch it and she digs it. That's great. But I feel like I can't not share this information. Like she's going through her Chiron return right now. Her North node is in Pisces, just like mine. She's a life path six, just like me. It just so many things line up with, holy moly, She's another one, like another random person that the universe like plopped in my field of vision that I really deeply resonate with. And then the more I learn about myself and the more tools I have to understand energy, the more I see that these people who are already important role models to me in my world that I share way more energy, like in common with them than I was previously able to understand. And it turns out she's one of those. And so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's not anything serious. It's just all for fun. And it's just all out of the love that I was feeling, like the love that I was directing at myself to let myself just sit there and journal on and on about how much the universe is supporting me and the cooperative components that show up to interact with me for the highest good to unfold. Like it just is happening all the time, day by day by day. And The universe is orchestrating that and I'm just floating along being a part of it all and being a cooperative component to the unfolding of the highest good. And I swam around in that general great feeling energy for so long. And then what I wanted to do with it, all of that love that I had, I wanted to give it to Karen Kilgariff in a YouTube video that's like, here, here's what I think you should know about what's going on in your natal chart right now. I'm going to say I studied her chart for like an hour, um, in the, you know, the far off vision of potentially making a video for her someday. Um, but like, I find I'm sharing all of this because at this point I, I feel like maybe I'm going to make a video out of it. Maybe I'm not, but like all of this is a perfect demonstration of how I spend my day, like for real. And the the low stakes of it all, the the peaceful, meandering, curiosity-drivenness of it all, and that my emotions are guiding the way. You know, the early part where I was swimming around in a general place of well-being and just kind of letting my energy soak in that place of all is so well. I am totally held. Everything is lining up exactly how it should. Divine timing is always at work, and I'm in the middle of all of that. So there is literally nothing serious going on that I need to tend to right now. So I'm just going to float in this puddle of well-being and then to spend another good chunk of my day uh, just kind of daydreaming in this place of getting to have this conversation that for whatever reason feels like it's really going to happen. It reminds me of... The visions I had about meeting Esther Hicks and Abraham slash Abraham um and that the universe lined that up so like why wouldn't they line up this conversation between me and Karen Kilgariff so yeah that's that was my daydream and that was um a fun way to spend an hour of my morning this morning was preparing for when I'll give her her reading someday um which I think is going to be soon because she has some massively transformational energies working in her chart right now, and I would love to get to discuss them with her, same as anybody else. Oh my goodness, this is like my jam—is when people are going through personal transformations. Um, I find it so satisfying to get to be a part of that. I'm I'm such a junkie for change, and you know I've had to not that I've had to, but I've learned that a fun outlet for that need for change is walking with others who are going through transformational periods in their lives. And by channeling that need for change into witnessing their transformation and taking part energetically in their transformation, it lets my energy and my world be a whole lot more stable. Like I'm not Just blowing up my own world for the sake of needing change, which I used to do, Um, because that energy has got to go somewhere like I am built to participate in transformation. So, uh, yeah, that's, you know, like that's a perfectly reasonable way to spend your day, I think, because A, it was fun and B, my emotional energy was there. My emotional energy was full of love, and that love wanted to be channeled towards Karen. Do I know her? No. (laughs) Do I sound like a creepy stalker? Probably. And still, I found a way to channel that loving energy towards her, whether she likes it or not. I sent her all my good vibes for this transition that she's going through in her world right now. And she need not be present to that. And that again is such a perfect demonstration of how i spend my day in terms of flowing my love into the into the universe you know the universe hears our purest intentions whatever those are and it's funny cuz there's a there's a card in the tarot deck that I used to really freak out when I drew it because I was like, oh gosh, like this is bad. This is going to be bad. It's the seven of swords. And especially in the light Seers tarot, she really plays up the angle of like betrayal and deceit and those kinds of things. And Those have such negative connotations. You instantly think about other people perpetrating those behaviors at us. And really what the card is getting at is like, are we being honest with ourselves? Because the universe can always hear our true intentions. And sometimes we cover those up and pretend it's something different for the benefit of others and probably ourselves to some extent. And the universe isn't fooled. So like the universe is hearing your true intentions. So are you in touch with your true intentions? Are you satisfied with what those are? And today when I drew that card, it felt like, yes, yes, universe, like hear my true intention and run with it because I love it. I I love that right now, like I am free seven days a week to wake up into my life and get my energy going in the direction that I choose, which is always towards whatever positive direction I can reach for, and then flowing that love in whatever way feels right and honoring myself in that process of allowing myself to flow my energy in whatever way feels right to me. And for me, the more I understand about my own human design, my own needle chart, my own personal energy, that is so important honoring our own energy is the most important thing. Like I've, I've touched on a couple of times, like learning to trust because I was a very skeptical person (laughs) early on in my life. Um, and still am, I have a good BS meter is how I say it now, where if it's not true, it doesn't pass, doesn't pass my test. No, I I'm very skeptical where skepticism is is warranted because somebody is full of shit. So now I understand like when to be open and when to trust and when to you know extend myself and be vulnerable because I know who to trust and when to trust and I know when not to. And that has been a whole evolution of learning how to trust. I think so many people reach for that without I know I didn't understand the mechanics that were actually at play to allow me to trust. Um, because now I understand it's it has nothing to do with the other person at all. It, it has everything to do with being able to hear our internal guidance system or, as human design puts it, our inner authority. Um, like I was in a session with somebody the other day and she was talking about how she built up a social media following pretty quickly and that she was hesitant to get back out on social media because the reason she left was because she attracted a stalker and apparently this stalker like went to an event that she had posted she was going to be at. So he physically approached her and she tolerated him in her space And from there, he became overly physically close with her, like in future meetings. And eventually she told him like, you need to stop this. And she like rebuffed him. And then he became very aggressive and harassing her and on and on and on. And that went on for quite a while. And so she's like, I don't want to get back out there. I'm scared. And I, I mean, me being who I am and like all, you know, speak the truth and reflect in love the truth. I offered to her that most likely in that first meeting when he approached her on an emotional level, her body told her that he was not okay, that there was something off and that she should back away. And instead she likely gave him the benefit of the doubt instead of listening to herself and in doing so she opened herself up to somebody who should not have been trusted she gave him the benefit of the doubt instead of listening to her own emotional guidance tell her he is not he's not okay he's not aligned with us and it's nothing personal but We have to be able to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. If our gut is telling us this is wrong, then we have to be willing to listen. And until we are, we can't trust anything, anything or anybody, because everything is potentially going to hurt us. And the reason for that is because we don't know how to say no to the things that trip our alarm bells. We hear our alarm bells and we're like, oh, no, I'm probably overreacting. He's probably a nice guy. Um, Karen and Georgia, that's one of my favorite things that they say on the, my favorite murder podcast is fuck being nice or fuck politeness or something probably every, all of those they're heavy into the fuck heavy into the F word, um, heavy into the honesty. I love their style of owning authenticity. Like they listening to them podcast and hearing their style of being real, like totally real and owning where they are and what's going on in their lives and the trials and tribulations that they've moved through. Um, Hearing their, hearing their story in its completeness is so inspirational to me. And I think such a huge foundation, like having listened to that podcast for the last few years, such a huge foundation for the owning authenticity brand that, you know, later was inspired and is now what I Do all of my creating under, Um, but I think like back to this girl and her stalker. I think if she had not given this creeper the benefit of the doubt, like in the moment, her gut is telling her, "Hey, this is weird. He's he's weird. Like just mm, no, no, we don't like this." And instead, like, "Oh yeah, sure, let's take a picture together." And I don't know if they did that. I'm I'm riffing now, but the yeah, I I'll bet that there was, there was a signal that was ignored. And then we wind up in the middle of a situation where we don't want to be in. And that's because we didn't stop it at the earliest sign that there was momentum here. You know, like that signal that our gut tells us in the initial situation, like the first meeting, that is a read. That is a read on the other person's energy and the potential that they are capable of. And if you get a bad feeling that very first time, just know that that bad feeling, that's what's going to grow. The more time you spend with that person, that bad feeling will get bigger and bigger and bigger until you're willing to do something about it. Our willingness to tolerate things that don't feel good, That's how we wind up in the middle of a situation with a stalker. And I've had a couple. And so I know as I'm listening to her story and as I've done my own processing, like I know that I fueled situations that I knew on some level, this is not good. He is not stable. And I continued to to play into it because in my situation, it was more of a romantic relationship that. You know, I knew long before I actually tried to end it that I probably should just end it. This is this isn't right, this isn't connected, it doesn't have a future, yada yada yada. And I still went because I was lonely. I would rather have something than nothing. And as it turned out, no, no, I would not rather have something than nothing. I would rather have nothing than a stalker. And that was a lesson I had to learn the hard way because I was ignoring my, my gut that was telling me, this is not aligned. You, you need to stop doing this. This is, this is not your future. This is not a path for you uh, that has anything that you want. And I kept going anyway, and it turned really ugly and annoying and stupid and such a waste of time. And so again, I'm like, mm. I've learned more times than I can count that that feeling just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until we're willing to do something about it. And the physical manifestation of that feeling gets more and more and more intense until we're willing to do something about it. And all of it comes back to trusting ourselves, trusting our own Emotional guidance system, being willing to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt instead of the other person. And for me, this process, like I said, like I never set out to learn how to trust. That wasn't on my agenda consciously, subconsciously, probably. I know I have trust issues or I did a long time ago. For sure, lots of deep trust issues where I don't trust anybody and I probably didn't even trust myself because, again, I was letting myself wind up in the middle of situations that freaking sucked. So as I practiced being alone with myself and learning to enjoy being alone with myself, um, my energy grid naturally cleared Like I realized that I was so constantly with other people and I'm so empathic. I soak up other people's energies without even meaning to. And when I'm constantly with other people, my energy grid is constantly full of everybody else's energy. And when I was by myself, that stimulation was gone and it was very uncomfortable to me early on. And so I was just constantly with other people. And when I learned how to be with myself, now it's like the opposite where being around people can be really chaotic for me. And I don't, it's very uncomfortable sometimes. Um, but anyways, I digress. Uh, let's see if I can find the point I was trying to make with all of that. Ah, yes, that as my energy grid emptied and as I spent more time by myself, I learned what my emotions felt like, you know, when I was separate for prolonged periods of time from other people, I was finally able to see what my emotional rhythm was. And I was able to hear that and pay attention to my emotional rhythm and watch how my life was unfolding in response to that. And as my emotional rhythm got into a more and more and more positive place, I watched my life reflect that and watched the opportunities show up in response to this more and more and more positive place. People telling me new things that they'd never told me before, you know, like, like you're so easy to talk to and like, oh, you're such a positive person. (laughs) That one especially really got me early on because, oh, my God, like talk about new territory Um, after you've been like a depressed wench for like 20 years of your life. Yeah, that's that's new territory to get told by somebody that you're just such a positive person. But so, so welcome, you know, like it obviously feels much better to live in a place of uh, happiness that results from emotional honesty uh, that it does to cut myself off from those emotions and bottle them up and suffer the depression that comes along with denying a huge part of who I really am. So, yeah, it was just a very natural process of the more familiar I became with my own emotional rhythm, the easier it became to trust that these emotions are absolutely guiding me and that this guidance is my, my line of communication with my higher self, that there is a larger being, that I, the energy that is in my physical body is a small chunk of my larger beingness. And that that larger beingness, that larger sense of my energy has a broader perspective that me and my conscious form have. So when my emotions are communicating with me, I can trust that the emotional guidance that I'm receiving is from my broader awareness, is from my own broader perspective, my soul's broader perspective. There's no one else. Interfering in any of this. So if I get a bad feeling in my gut about somebody that I'm meeting, and now I have the choice of to say, okay, bye, and you know, like leave, or to give them the benefit of the doubt and continue to make nice, I say it comes back to like, where is the information coming from? And if you're if you can get to the point where you believe and know that your emotions are coming from your own broader awareness and your broader awareness is telling you, this is bad, go away from this situation right now, giving you that, like that pit in the bottom of your stomach. I, I, that's how I learned to trust was I learned how to trust my higher self through listening to my emotions. And I'm still, not always perfect at trusting them. I'm still getting acquainted with that language of communication because obviously it's not words, it's feelings and feelings in your body, which again, is not natural to me uh, to be able to read that language. But just like learning any secondary language, it gets easier and easier the more you practice. And You know, you know more in year three than you did in year one and you know more in year 10 than you did in year three. So just keep going and one bite at a time, one situation at a time of bringing awareness to our emotional energy and comparing that to your real time life experiences. How is your life working out for you? You know, our our lives are a reflection of the emotional energy that we're carrying on a regular basis. And if there's things about your life that you aren't a huge fan of, then the tweaking that needs to be done is inside our inner world in In the emotional energy that we're carrying that needs tuned. If you want to change your outer experience, the tuning happens in our inner experience. And that happens through more closely following what our emotions are telling us. So, safety and trusting is an emotional process, it's being able to trust that. If I wasn't supposed to be open and vulnerable with this person, that my gut would be telling me that right now. And in the absence of the gut, like the stopping power of a gut level, like knowing of, hey, don't do this. I am open and vulnerable and showing my heart to every single person I meet. And the second my gut says back away from this person, I do. And that's, that's all I have to go on. That's all the discernment I'll ever, I I never say never, but like, that's my discernment is I am open by default. And when my gut says back away, this is unsafe. I back away. This is unsafe. You know, fuck politeness. Like I don't owe that person a, a response. I owe it to myself to honor the gut level knowings that are coming forward to help keep me safe. And if I'm following those, or I should say now that I'm following those, following those emotional guidance messages that are coming forward that tell me when something's not safe, now I feel like I trust the whole world. I trust every step I take because I know that, if i was in danger my broader awareness would be telling me that through my emotional wave through the emotional information that's flowing through me it would put that feeling in the pit of my stomach it would give me chills all over my body it would you know like there are tons of ways that our emotional energy can can, can communicate with us and all of that is being generated by the subconscious parts of our brains and that's where that link, and I feel like this is what Abraham Hicks taught me, that link between being able to trust my emotions, I needed the step of understanding where are those emotions coming from. What is, What are my emotions? Because most of the time they just fucking hurt me. And the reason they're hurting me is because I was pointed in the wrong direction. And that's how they work. It's like... If they're hurting you, you're pointed in the wrong direction. If they feel good, you're pointed in the right direction. Simple as that. And that makes it really easy knowing that my emotions are just the messages of my broader awareness to my conscious self. That made it a whole lot easier to give in to listening to what my emotions are telling me and when my emotions are telling me that something's not right for me to listen Even if my conscious self doesn't understand, it doesn't have to understand because my emotions are my broader awareness and that trumps my conscious awareness. Simple as that. As far as how I process it, how I have learned to trust my emotions, that is the level of priority that they get. If my conscious mind has made a choice and my gut is telling me something different, I go with my gut. And that is a process of getting familiar with my gut and going with it and watching what happens and not having that feeling there and going with that and watching what happens on that path and taking notes of, you know, how, how correct is this guidance? And as far as what I've observed in my own life, it's very correct. So that's how I practice trusting is, I practice trusting my own emotional guidance system. And I trust that my broader awareness knows somebody else's broader awareness. Going back to the universe, can hear your true intentions. You know, there's the masks that we wear on the surface, and then there's the real intentions deep down. And even if we're not even thinking about those true intentions in any moment, we're still emanating the vibration. They still exist and the universe can hear them. Well, our broader, almost knocked over my pens. Our broader awareness is an extension of that universal energy. So our broader awareness can also sense the true intentions of another person. That's why I say like, when you get that gut hit in the moment, you're sensing the potential of the other person's energy And sometimes that's a really positive read. You can read positive potential in someone happens to me all the time. Other times you get a negative hit and you're reading negative potential, meaning this person does not have aligned intentions. Like their intentions do not align with my intentions. And I have also learned to trust my intentions, you know, my intention for bringing love into the world and being a cooperative component to the highest good unfolding for myself and everyone that I ever come into contact with. And so if I get a negative hit that somebody's intentions aren't aligned with mine, I know what my intentions are. My intentions are good. (laughs) I am a good being. (laughs) I want to spread love. And so if they're not aligned with that, mm, no, I don't feed them my energy at all. Period, case closed. And if I get a good read on somebody, I give them everything I have until my gut says that's enough. So it's like that. It's like we can't trust anybody else until we can trust ourselves. And for me, trusting myself was a matter of trusting my emotional energy and learning how to follow it. And now that I know how to follow it, I regularly spend chunks of my day practicing for readings that aren't on my calendar right now, just because it's fun to flow my energy in whatever way I'm inspired to flow my energy. Um, Because our emotions, they're not logical. They don't always make logical sense. And that's where a lot of people can get lost, trying to find, find and follow their emotions is that they need it to make logical sense. And it just, it just doesn't always work like that. And a lot of times it's, it's a little bit backwards. It's like, like, if you build it, they will come like, you know, they don't tell you what's coming. They just tell you, this is what you need to do. And that's, you know, learning to trust emotions is a lot about being able to take a leap of faith and to follow this guidance that's coming from a place where you don't consciously understand the bigger picture of what this guidance is talking about. And yet in the end, when you do follow the guidance, you end up getting everything you've ever wanted. So the leap of faith pays off if you can stand to take a leap of faith. And so, yeah, that's, that's a lot about, Learning to trust and being able to trust means being able to stomach, taking a leap of faith. And again, I think the best place to practice that is inside of ourselves, taking a leap of faith to practice trusting our own emotional guidance, listening to what our gut is telling us, actively asking our gut to communicate with us and intending to listen to what it has to say. And as often as we possibly can, line up with it and let it guide us, guide our lives forward and see what happens, you know, make notes of how you feel and how it turns out in the physical world, because the two are correlated. And I feel like it's one of those things, especially if you're like me, where you have to experience it for yourself. And so I totally get it, you know, observe in your own life, let your life be your teacher. Uh, but yeah, here's what's to look for. If, if ever you've wanted to practice trust or build your trust skills, your trust muscles, uh, this is my, my best advice for how to go about doing that. So uh, in the spirit of answering questions that nobody asked, that maybe someday the answer becomes relevant, um, I give you this and I take my bow. And until next time, dear friends, I thank you so much for listening. You take such good care of yourselves, and so will I.